Hey, 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 welcome to a brand new episode. Woo! Welcome to a brand new episode. If you're on any podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, please tune in at FYI Podcast. If you're listening and watching me on YouTube, welcome to my YouTube channel. I am Abby the Queen B. Please follow me on my Instagram page, Abiruki Queen, and please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Today is the 28th of February 2022. It's the end of the month. It's the end of the second month of 2022. And I feel like this year has just rushed. Where on earth are you going 2022? I had put some objectives and some resolutions in place the start of 2022 i've not even achieved an eighth of them and this year looks like it's going on a sprint marathon come on 2022 slow down a bit but anyways we thank god we are alive and kicking and we are pushing forward keeping the faith keeping strong today i'd like us to do a book review but not the whole book i'll start with the book the first chapter of the book i was recommended this book by somebody i know and very close to me <laughs> don't mind who and the book is called the sex lives of african women by nana darkoa sekiyama please get a copy it's a book that will change your life and you know what before we start i'd like to give a round of applause to our fellow africans and our fellow african governments we are moving into the right direction guys the right direction we are going to the right direction we are not here to judge we were not put on this planet to judge and to criticize people love whoever they choose whoever they want to love we're not here to put barriers on uh, in their relationships so in this progression now people are coming out they're speaking freely about their sexual encounters women are not put into a box of what they should do or not what to do and what must be done i don't know these are just 20th century thinking but we thank god we are moving forward and i hope in the near future kenya and other african governments we will embrace the lgbtqi plus community as part of our own communities and also pass laws to protect them anyways we are starting with the first story in the book and this is a story written about a woman called nura nura is a 42 year old kenyan woman 42 she describes herself as currently immersed in a very heteronormative space heteronormative space it means that she has a wild view of heterosexuality she has always been thinking of herself as a heterosexual like she's straight that is basically what we are trying to say and that is the view of the world she had until this time in 2018 she decided to download an online dating app by the name Muzmatch. Muzmatch is very common and very popular in our Muslim communities. It's a dating app just like any other. We have also like Christian dating sites. So this is a Muslim dating site. Backtrack on a little story about Nora. Nora was actually born and bred as a Christian. But Prior, like two, three years prior, 
She felt like Christianity was not serving her, so she decided to convert to Islam. She converted to Islam and she decided that for her to progress in her spirituality and her faith, she needs a partner who's also a Muslim. I think that's common sense. Like, for example, um, I'm not talking about, okay, there's no example here because maybe I'll sound very biased, but yeah, I think that was um, the perfect move for her, that she would need somebody who's a Muslim so that she, she can get somebody who will mentor her into the faith and also a partner. So she joined Muzmach, and there she met a guy by the name Ishmael. Ishmael is, is this daunting, handsome, tall, dark and handsome. He's shining with melanin. He's cute, he's beautiful, he's handsome, he's everything. And of course, Nora fell for him. And um, in the process, Nora was talking to her auntie who was in Canada. And the auntie had fallen in love. Imagine they had not communicated before. This was not like an arrangement or something. They had not communicated. It's just a coincidence that when she was talking to the auntie in Canada, this auntie had also fallen in love with a Congolese man. And so she sat there wondering, maybe there's just this charm by the Francophonic guys. The Francophonic guys or uh, people are people in Africa who speak French and they are mostly in the Western countries, not Western countries, in the West Africa side of the continent in part of the Central Africa, like Congo. So she decided she's going to go through with it and they started talking with Ishmael and Ishmael was like, you know what, me, I want to come visit you in Nairobi. And he hopped on a plane. But before that, Nura said, ah, 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 Pull up, pull up, pull up. Before you come, I want us to meet as husband and wife. Now, me, Nurami, I have a question for you. You don't even know this person. You've talked for less than even six months. According to Steve Harvey, you need to have talked to somebody for 90 days to know if they are perfect for you. It's less than that. And you've already told him, if we ask to meet, we need to meet like a husband and a wife. And the guy agreed. And so there was an imam who officiated the wedding online. And so Nora and Ishmael were husband and wife as per the internet. And the guy hopped on a plane all the way from Dakar, Senegal, to Nairobi, Kenya, to come and see Nora. And when he came, Nora describes this as, all we did was to fuck and right <laughs> that i think is very hilarious it's very ironical you don't expect somebody who's praying to be fucking but she said she needed that spiritual connection but as well she needed that sexual connection so that that is a new girl do do you but she says all we did was to fuck and pray and after two weeks the guy left kenya and she felt like you know, they're a perfect match. There was this connection. And, of course, after two months, because they miss each other, they're already husband and wife. Remember, the guy planned for Nura to move from Nairobi to Senegal to go and visit him. It was just a simple visit. And so Nura went to Dakar to visit the guy. And the guy said, because his, his house is still under construction, she's going to stay at... 
the sister-in-laws, the sister to Ishmael, Ishmael's house. So she stayed at the sister's house until her trip was over and came back to Kenya. And t- you know what? The love, the love is growing stronger and stronger and stronger. So they were inseparable. And in 2019 December, remember they started talking at around. Um, okay, she didn't say the month, but it was in 2018. So this is like a year later, 2019. She packed her bags and left for Senegal. She did not know what she was in for. It's a different culture, different language, different people. I mean, you're going to a totally different place. I don't know. I don't know if I would make the move. Even if it was for love, I would have wanted to know you a little more better. Maybe you come stay with me in Nairobi for a little while, then maybe in a month or two, come stay in Senegal, see with me. I don't know, but she moved permanently to Senegal in 2019. When she arrived, she stayed at the sister-in-law's house again, but this time it was for a very little while because Ishmael was finishing on his house. And when he finished now, the lady went to the guy's house. You know what the book doesn't say is if she knew this guy was a polyamorous guy or she didn't know. Because all she says was when Ishmael says that the house was complete, she went and now she found that the house is two floors. The ground floor was for the first wife with her children. The first floor was for the second wife with her children. Then the the second floor was now her house. And so... In total, this man be hitting it. Ishmael had eight kids from the two wives already. And how old was Ishmael again? I don't. Th- I don't think the book says how old he was. But hey, man, eight kids. Wow, wow. And they're still adding wives. So let's move to the next page and see what happens. <clears throat> so. She goes there and now culture shock. She does not know how to make food, the Senegalese dishes for the husband. She does not know how to communicate because these people speak in French and she's from Anglophone country, Kenya. She, I don't know, this was just chaotic for her. So this was the arrangement. The husband who is Ishmael, mind you, I didn't say what he does. Ishmael was um, an acrobat or something of that sort. He used to do these acrobatic things. But I think it paid him well because for you to afford... But then I just checked. A flight ticket from Senegal to Kenya could cost you close to 600 US dollars. That's about 60,000 Kenyan shillings. And that's on a one-way trip. So a two-way could easily cost you 80, 100K. So this guy, these acrobats of his are paying well. And now he has three wives to take care of in a good house this person is balling so the agreement was this the guy spends two days in each house so like for example it's the start of the week Ishmael goes to ground floor where's the, where the first wife stays and stays there from stays there from Monday or stays there Monday and Tuesday just two days then moves to the second wife Wednesday Thursday then the third wife 
Friday, Saturday. I don't know if he had an off day for Sunday, who knows. But that was the arrangement, spends two days in each house. And the house where the husband is staying at that particular time, that wife is responsible for the whole household when it comes to food and cleaning. So, wow, hey, Nura, I feel for you, girl. Now this is just a shock after shock. So one time, Nura decided that she wants to make her beautiful, handsome Senegalese husband a beautiful Senegalese dish. And she goes to the market and she says she went with workers. So that means they had workers in the house. I don't know. So she went, shopped in the market, came and prepared this dish. Let me just tell you what she prepared as per what she tells us. So she went to the market and she got some potatoes, chicken, and sauteed a range of vegetables, eggplants, carrots, and French beans. You know, these are not very new to us as Kenyans who have I've had eggplants and and potatoes and French beans. These are not new things. But you know what? You have to make them how the Senegalese people want them made. You can't go make them the Kenyan way. And so how she made it the Kenyan way. And what they used to do, they put the food in a whole big pot. So the children and the wives and the husband, they would all sit together and eat from this pot. So her, when she finished cooking and she put the food in the pot and called everybody to come to the house and start eating, then she went to pick a plate. I don't know, from somebody else's house. When she came back, eh, half of the wives and the children were, they were done. They, they, they went away. They didn't like her food. So that means she's just remaining with one wife, one co-wife, and about half of the children, like four children and the husband. And she's asking herself, is my cooking this bad? Does my husband pretend to like my cooking just because he loves me? I don't know. You better tell us, Nura. And so, the you know, there was kind of a vandara in the house. And it was very cold warish. Nobody was wanting to talk to each other. There was kind of like a conflict, but nobody's talking and you know you just feel it from the air the energy is not right that's how she was feeling and this time the husband became sick and you know that particular time the husband was staying in her house and she didn't know what Senegalese men take when they're sick like food and stuff so the ladies used to come and bring food for the husband to eat when he's sick and when Nora asks, by the way, what are the ingredients you've used for this food so that I can also make make some for him? Imagine they wouldn't talk to her. They would be like, nothing. And um, she, here, he, here she said, he was due to visit me next. And so I asked her if she could tell me the name of the dish she had made. And she said, no, no to the no. Me, I would feel really, really bad. So there was kind of tension in that household. But she says, thank God, the kids were not, they, they, were, they did not have any hatred in them. So they used to come and play in her house. They used to come hang out with her, but the wives were the ones, of course, even, guys, polyamory is not for me. I'm very jealous. God, uh, hey, no. Nura, you, 
even if you did it for a month, I'll salute you. I cannot manage polyamory because I'm a very, very emotional person, but I'm also, I'm a, and I'm also jealous. I think polyamory needs somebody who's emotionally and everything secure. Not me, guys. Not me. So, luckily the kids liked her and life moved on. And she says that the husband was really surprised that a woman in her 40s was, you know, every time because the husband used to stay two days like everybody else's house, the husband used to stay there for two days. Those two days, Nura says, she used to ask for sex every every time. Like, for the two days you're having sex with me, then when you go to other women's houses, now you, I can relax, work on myself, work on my stuff. But when you're here, it's sex 24 Two, 24 hours in two days <laughs> and so this is the last statement i would like to read for you in this chapter and the guy says oh my goodness i am so tired i thought we were only going to have sex like once a month and then she told him that's not going to happen just because you thought i'm 40 years old doesn't mean that i've become a sex dummy and thanks for watching with that note thanks for watching guys please subscribe like the video share comment all that good vibe spotify google podcast apple podcast please tune in and listen in thank you very much goodbye have a lovely week